Thank you for listening to our podcast today from Crossroads, South Arkansas. I am teaching Pastor David Preston, Jr. I pray that the words you hear will bring you closer to God and encourage you as you go through your day and week. Thanks again for joining us. Father God, we pray today that you would be close to us. Father, that not only we know you're close, but God, that you would make it clear that you would reveal to us. God, that you would make yourself known. And Father, there are people who drove to a parking lot this morning with so many things on their mind. Father, there are people who have come here today to a parking lot for hope. The hope that only you can give because you are the only hope that exists. So God, in this upside down, crazy world, Remind us today that you are on your throne. That you are not surprised. And that you are ready for the prayers that we lift up at any moment. So God, today we lift up our prayer to you. That you would keep us and hold us. That you would show us what you would have us to know through the word that will be spoken. And God, we pray today that you have become more real to us than you have ever been. And that we would receive the blessing and the gift that you have for us. So Father, we will lift you up. And we are counting on you to do what you said you would do, that you would draw men into yourself. And God, when that happens, we will give you the praise and glory. Because you alone are worthy. It's in your name that we pray all of these things and for your sake. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I'm going to take just a couple minutes here before I get going with the uh, the sermon. Just to, to, just to let you guys know a couple things. Um Cliff will talk more about this probably at the end. We haven't discussed this, so this is my heads up to him. But just to give you an idea, we, as of right now, are not sure where church will be next week. We don't know yet. Um, there's a big part of me that's ready to get back into our building and be, quote, normal. There's a big part of me that loves what's happening right here in the parking lot every Sunday morning. God is doing something here. And I don't want to cut that off just to be normal. As a matter of fact, I'm tired of being normal. Normal hadn't worked real well for a lot of us here lately. So we're going to pray about it. I can promise you that. We're going to come up with the best plan. But guys, this is Mother's Day. And there's between 60 and 70 cars out here today. God's doing something in this parking lot. I talk to people in this parking lot right now that went to their church this morning and have come today here for a second church service. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Not for us, but for God. That they're hungry enough to say one wasn't enough. Let's go see what else we can get today. So I don't know what's going to happen. 
I do know that for these five services we've had out here so far, there were two weeks in between where the weather got us, but we've had five out here that I can't think of a better way to do it than with We Are Called Here. And I'm extremely grateful for them being willing to come and share with us. It's been a great thing. I think we've made a pretty good team. Um, as long as I stop out of the way and let them do what they need to do, it works pretty well. But I can't think of a better way for them to come. And I want to share this with you. That song they just sang, DJ mentioned that, that Cliff wrote it and they recorded it. And it's a great song. It's a special song. But what DJ's not going to tell you is this. And I'm going to brag on him a little bit because he won't. So I will. But that song is getting radio play all over the country right now at different radio stations all over the country. It popped up. That's a great thing. Amen. It popped up this morning on my way to church on my Spotify. So you can go and get that song on any of your streaming services that you use. Go and download it. Get it to play. And that's another way that we can help support these guys getting the, the, getting the word out there about them. Um, it's a great song. And they're doing a great thing for the Lord. And it's been a blessing to get them to be here with us. So I encourage you to go find Upside Down. Buy it. Download it. Share it. However you can. Just to help get the word out for these guys for the work that they're doing for the Lord. It's a great thing. And it's, it's been an honor to get to work with them uh, these past five weeks. And I want to say that now just in case the Lord tells us let's go back to church next week. But I don't know. We'll get to that later. I've talked about that enough. Here's the thing. Here's what I want us to do today. I, 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 the Lord has laid a word on my heart this whole week. Um, and I want to share it with you today. And that word is separate. That word has been on my heart all week long to separate. And there's a lot of different reasons I feel like that word's been on my heart. A lot of different reasons that I feel like that word is, has been placed on my heart. Um, a lot of things have happened in this country this week and a lot of different things are going on uh, socially that, just be honest, have got to stop. It's got to. I made a Facebook post about this the other day and I'm not going to get on my soapbox or get onto a rant, but I'm going to say this because I truly believe it, that if we want racial relations in our country to ever improve, it's going to be the Christians that are going to lead the way. We can't wait on government to do it anymore. We can't wait on society to do it anymore. It's going to be us that stands up and says, hey, this has got to stop. This world, our country has a history that it's just bad. I'm trying to think of a fancy word to say and it's just bad. You know, when the word separate or separate came to me, I was thinking through my days as a history teacher when our country put in front of us that it was okay for schools to be segregated, to be separate, as long as they were equal. And that's just backwards. And here's the reason why. It's because 
in the eyes of God, we are all created in His image. In the eyes of God, we are all His children. And in the eyes of God, we are all equal. And until we start treating each other as equals, it's not going to matter. It's up to us as Christians to take what God has told us in the Bible and put it to use in our lives and take a stand for something that we should have been believing in a long time ago to make a difference. Because in God's eyes, we're not separate, but we are equal. In God's eyes, we are one with Him just like anyone else is. So how as Christians do we separate ourselves from the others? How as Christians do we separate and make ourselves different? How do we stand out? How do we answer that call? We're going to look at that today. I'm going to read you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. We're going to leave one verse into chapter 7. But we're going to read this right quick. Verse 14 in chapter 6 of 2 Corinthians says this, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are all the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them, walk in the, among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit and let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Here's the thing. That Bible verse, I just told us, told you that we need to unify. We need to come together. And that Bible verse tells us to separate. So how am I making sense? Well, here's the thing that we have to do. As Christians, I told you we have to stand together. We have to move forward. To do that, we have to separate ourselves from the things that are going to drag us backwards. The band sang a song earlier, Chain Breaker. We have chains that are holding us down. Our country has chains that have held us back for years and for decades. We as Christians have chains that hold us back every day. And there's only one person that's going to break those chains, and that's God through the power of Jesus and the blood that He shed for us. We can't do it. If we could, we would have already done it a long time ago. But we have to rely on the power of God to break those chains. And we know and have the promise that He is the chain breaker. He can separate us from those sins and from the situations that we're in that take us away from Him. He's the one that can do that. He's the one that can carry us where we need to do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 22. It says this. So I'm going to start in uh, 21 actually. It says... Test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now there's a lot of questions you can ask here. You can say, well, what is evil? What do I need to stay away from? What do I need to take my body, take my soul away from? This translation says, translation says stay away from every kind of evil. Another translation, translation says... Stay away from the appearance of evil. 
I like that one even more. Because we have a tendency of hu as humans to find a reason to justify our actions. We have a reason or we have a, a way of going back and trying to find what we've done and so find a way to say, well, that's okay. It's justified. I did that because of this. I'm doing this because of that. And here's the thing. My dad always told me, and I think this is great advice, that if, you're ever, if you ever have to do something that has to be justified, you probably shouldn't be doing it to begin with. There's a lot of truth for that because if you're looking for a justification for something, you're trying to find an excuse to make it okay. If you're doing something that's right, you don't need an excuse to do it because it's the right thing to do. But if you're looking for something to make what you're doing okay, okay, then you're doing something that's probably not right and that appears to be evil. And the Bible tells us to avoid the appearance of evil. It doesn't even say avoid evil things. It says avoid what might appear to be evil. Because see, here's the thing. Everyone else is looking at you. Everyone else is looking at you as a Christian. And how are you living your life day to day? How are you going through your day to day activities? Someone you don't even realize is watching you every day. And how you live your life is an influence on them. And look back at your last week. Is every step you took, every breath you took, would it be a positive influence for Jesus? And if not, then we're leading people the wrong way. I was in a Bible study Friday and the guy made this great point. He said, you know what? If you're on a boat, anyone can steer the ship. Anyone can take that, that steering wheel on that ship and make it go wherever they want to. But it takes a special leader to chart the course. You see, anybody can give you a direction. Anybody can tell you where to go. But the person you need to follow is the one that can tell you this is the direction we need to take. We have the greatest leader of all time that has charted our course already for us. We just need to quit steering the boat and we need to give Jesus the wheel and let Him drive us. Let Him take us where we're going. We need to quit trying to be in control and find reasons why we're doing what we're doing is, or is okay. And we need to let God direct our lives and follow the path He's chosen for us and God, let Him guide us on that path He's already charted out. We need to avoid every appearance of evil. It's biblical. It's sound. It's the truth. As Christians, if we don't come together and start avoiding the appearance of evil, or even worse, avoiding evil itself, we're never going to get on that path that God has already charted for us. The things that happened in this country back in February last week things that are going to happen in the upcoming weeks until we make this change is not what God wants. That happens because we're steering the ship ourselves. But God has charted a path for us that we need to follow. And you do that by uniting 
with other Christians and coming together to do the right things and to take a stand and to be the leaders in this world that we're supposed to be. Quit waiting on somebody else to make a difference and make a difference in our town and in our community ourselves. And it's going to bleed out. It's going to overflow onto the others. And they're going to feel what we feel when we have God in our lives. And it's going to bleed onto those others. And it will make a difference. I promise you. I can't tell you that because I'm saying it's going to make a difference. I'm telling you that because the Bible says it will make a difference. We just read the verses where it said that we can't be one with unbelievers and expect everything to be okay. Now don't take that as me saying that we should just uh, leave them alone. It's our responsibility to lead them to Christ too. But what we have to do is do that through the love of Christ, not trying to fit in to their world. There's a difference. If we try to fit into their world, we're not sharing the true love of Christ. We need to bring them into the love of Christ and separate ourselves into a different group that they see something's different about them. What's different? And how can I be a part? Now, here's the problem we as Christians fall into. Because I believe fully that there's a lot of times we try to separate ourselves from the evil that's around us. I fully believe that. I think more times than not, we probably do try to separate ourselves from that evil. The problem we fall into is when we separate ourselves from one evil, a lot of times we bring ourselves closer to a different form of evil. And we fall into the same trap. By avoiding one evil, we move closer to another evil. But the thing is, is when we separate from the world, we have to make sure that we separate to God. We can't separate from one part of the world and move to another part of the world. We've got to separate ourselves from the world and move closer to God. Separate to God. In these verses back here in 2 Corinthians, it talked about how when you move away from those unbelievers, when you move away from them, it says... Verse 16, it says, What union can there be between God's temple and idols? We're the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live in them and will walk among them. He's telling us if we move away from the things, the evil in this world, that He will live in us. He will walk with us. I will be their God. They will be my people. Therefore, come out from among the unbelievers and separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you. If we separate from the world, the Bible tells us right here that God says, I will welcome you. We have to separate from the world and move towards Him. We have to separate from the world and move towards Him. And the Bible tells us, I will welcome you. I will be your Father. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and spirit. Let us work towards complete holiness because we respect, we, re we fear God. If we separate from the world, He will welcome us in. We've just got to not separate from the world to a different part of the world. 
when we separate from evil, our intentions and our heart has to be to God to say, here I am, Lord. You know, I go back to um, a, a guy that I respect a lot that works in the National Office for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And uh, he, he wrote a devotional one day and it's, it's spoken to me. And this has been my prayer. I've shared this with our church before. But a lot of times we try to steer that ship. And he told us in that devotional that whenever he gets to feeling like he's trying to control a little bit, he's trying to dictate where he goes, his prayer turns to two simple words. Those two words are, yes, Lord. Because he says, if I say yes, Lord, in my prayer, I'm completely surrendering to him. And I'm telling him whatever his path is for me, I'm ready to accept that. And so this past week in my life, I've had some things going on and I've been trying to make sure that I'm doing exactly what God wants me to be. And I can't tell you how many times this past week I've said the simple two-word prayer, yes, Lord. Because I want exactly what God wants for me. I want His plan to be my life. And if I say, yes, Lord, I'm being open to accepting whatever His will is to me. It doesn't have to be a fancy prayer. It doesn't have to be something that has to sound perfectly right. It can be something as simple as to follow His path. No matter who that means separating from, as long as we're separating to God. A lot of times when we try to separate things from our lives, we don't realize what that separation is actually getting us closer to. We don't realize that a lot of times, sometimes we think we're doing something good and life is waiting on the other side. That old saying, grass is always greener on the other side. Well, folks, sometimes that grass is turf. And it looks really pretty. But when you need it, you can't use it because it's fake. Y'all ever read into anybody who's fake in life? Somebody who ever tells you this is what's going to be perfect for your life, this is where you need to be, and you get there, and that grass sure looked greener, but when you get over there, it's plastic. And it's full of little rubber pieces that make it feel all nice and soft. But the reality of it is, is that's the way it's always going to be. You can't improve it. You can't do what you need to do with it. We have to separate ourselves and make sure we're separating to God. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 12 through 14 says this, So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make His people holy by means of His own blood. So let us go out to Him outside the camp and bear the disgrace He bore. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were made at the temple, but there were certain sacrifices for different things that had to be made outside the gates, the walls of the temple. When Jesus was sacrificed for us, He was sacrificed outside the city gates, outside the city walls. The Bible's telling us that sometimes we have to step out of those walls. We have to get out into the area that we're not comfortable in. But we do that because we have the promise 
of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're in your comfort zone and you're inside your box and your box feels great, but you realize you're not with the people that you need to be with, you realize you're not making the impact for Christ that you need to be with, it's time to step out of that box. I used to tell my players all the time to pick your friends wisely. Just because someone acts like your friend doesn't mean they care about you. And I would tell them this, if you swim in the sewer long enough, eventually you're going to start smelling like poop. And it's the truth. That box that you're in may not be what you think it is. Whether you want to see it or not. And sometimes we have to step outside of those walls, separate from the world to get closer to God. Jesus separated and was crucified outside of the walls of the city. Brought Him closer to God. And it brings us to a place where we can be with God outside of the box and start doing things that are going to bring honor and glory to God in every aspect of our life. And when we do that, like it's never seen before and I fully believe that but it's up to us to make Christians we have to separate from what we thought what we believe and look at what the Bible teaches tells us to do how do you change Years and years and years of a certain thought process you love the way that Jesus loves us. It's that simple. How do you change what's gone on and what's going on in this country? You love the way. If we don't love the way that Jesus loves us, we are that we can show each other and what God wants to show us. Step outside of that comfort zone. Step outside of those walls. Separate yourself from the evil that's around you. Evils of evil, separate yourself and bring them. Separate to God and you bring them with you. They're coming closer to God too. What in your life were to separate yourself from today? What in your life that you can separate yourself from? What can you afford to separate yourself from today? That's the easy one. Here's the tough word to not separate yourself from today. That's the one you're going to have to search deep for. Not separate yourself from today. You have to to be who God wants you to be. Let me be honest with you. We've all got something. We've all got something we can separate ourselves from to become better people. And when we do that as Christians, when we quit waiting for other people to do the things we should have been doing all along, when we quit waiting on somebody else to fix a problem and we take a stand and say this just can't happen anymore and we're going to do everything we can to stop it, our country, our world, our lives will be different will be showing the love of Jesus. What do you need to separate from today? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we love You. We thank You for this day. Lord, we thank You 
for the love You've shown us and for the love You have for us. And Lord, we just ask You this morning to open our hearts, open our minds. Let us see those things that we need to separate ourselves from. Let us see those things that we need to remove from our lives in order for us to move closer to You. Lord, it's not going to do us any good to move from one thing to the other thing and still be in the same box when we get to the new spot. To move out of that box and move closer to You. Lord, I pray right now, starting this very second, that we as Christians stand up and make a difference in our country. That we as Christians stand up and do what we're supposed to do. That we stand up for each other. That we stand up and we love each other. And that we stand up and not be afraid to tell somebody when something they're doing is wrong. Lord, I pray that You give us the strength to be bold. That You give us the courage to stand up for You. And what comes across is Your love and not judgment. Lord, show us what we need to separate from. We love You. We praise You. We thank You. Lord, break Break those chains that are holding us down. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast from Crossroads, South Arkansas. If you're in our area, we would love to have you join us in person for a service. Crossroads, South Arkansas, reaching, inviting, serving, and expecting.